Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns. What up? Okay. Brian is not here this week. I swear we're, we, we really, this isn't a conspiracy. Just life is happening in, in different ways, pulling us apart that we can't record. But Brian actually right now is at another podcast recording. He is seeing the live show of uh, Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and, and Ralph Garman. So uh, hopefully I'll have a very juicy uh, plug that we can do next week where we hear that Brian gets severely embarrassed. But I, I can only hope. <laughs> so it's just Wait, he's not he's not he's not recording with Kevin. No, Smith. no, he's, he's not hanging recording. out. That would be audience. Awesome. That would be awesome. That would be great. Well, we we haven't reached that status yet. (laughs) So it's just the two of us. But hey, listen, it's better than just me. So I I just want to say, hey, you're you're welcome. I got Josh, okay? And thank you to the people who went on to shop.thatkindofnerd.com, took 20% off uh, everything in the shop. So uh, we'll let you know when any of these things come around again. So keep your eyes peeled to our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. So we'll let you know when some sales are going on. Now, being that Brian is not here, if then this huge responsibility, this burden, dare I say, was thrust upon me to collect what is worthy to be shown in the movie theaters this month. This, this list is far better than last month. Yeah, I, I think we're actually going to talk about this, and you're not just going to speed speed round through this. Last month was just dogs. It was just it was like terrible. speed dating, like next, 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 or like Tinder. No, left, 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 right. Left, is that left, the way left, you? Left. I don't understand Tinder. That's that okay. I, someone had to explain it to me. Okay. okay. All right, but ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about the movies coming out this month of November 2017. It is the blockbuster. The blockbuster. Yeah. I'm not Brian, <laughs> no, no, you, you don't have the. Can't no. do that. All right, that's so, not that's not the blockbuster one. The blockbuster one is the the high pitched, repeaty, scary. Oh, the that yeah that that, that that's, that's it. it. Okay, you're right. Yeah, you got it. All right, well, I did. Okay, so starting off is a, a movie that I, I mean we're all excited for. I would have seen it by the today, time that you're listening to today. this. Today, it's Thor. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is is coming. I mean, do we have the same thing about this movie? It looks amazing. Yeah, like the some of the stuff that was reviewed, it was like you know best Marvel movie yet, and I thought, wow, that's saying something. Yeah, I heard. Right? I mean, I heard it's a lot of uh, embracing you know the the Thor character, kind of doing a little course adjustments. My favorite thing that I heard about this before the the movie got too far reviewed was for some reason, I don't know what the logistics are. The Hulk is kind of in this weird limbo thing where they really can't do a standalone Hulk movie. I, I, I don't know why. But they have been slowly just kind of building in the Hulk story into other because people's. every every standalone Hulk movie has sucked. sucked. Maybe that's it. I, I also thought there was some legal logistics, but anyway, they've been telling th- uh, his story. There are other people's movies, and this is supposed to be another big chapter of, of what's like going you, on. The you, Hulk. you look at it like, okay, uh, Ed Norton greater than Mark Ruffalo. Yes. But as Hulk, Mark Ruffalo greater than Ed Norton. Yes. But if they made Ed Norton suck, standalone. Right. Probably Mark Ruffalo doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, so maybe it's a good thing we don't have a standalone. But look, I, I don't think, you know, and, and like com- most comic book movies, I don't think now you can do a ton of standalone there's the big characters we know them uh but all these ensemble movies are where it's don't at. tell and that to dc that's ruining their whole plan it's, maybe it's but this their is, whole plan uh, like i i just i agree uh, thor seems to be less hokey more humor uh obviously he's got the cool new haircut jeff goldblum that's all you need you got yeah you got and, jeff goldblum and that's in a actually, movie 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of of Stutter and Stammer uh, yeah, and yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's great. He's great. So yeah, no, no, we don't need to say anything more about Thor Ragnarok. Next week we have three movies. Yeah, the tenth uh, has tenth has a lot. So we got that Murder on the Orient Express. Kenneth Branagh, gimme. Uh, I, I mean, everyone in that movie, uh, Johnny Depp. I mean, there's the the cast list is gigantic. Uh, I mean, every, everybody's in this movie. I don't know people who aren't. It, it looks great. Uh, we also have, oh, God, what's her her name? The girl from Star Wars. Who plays Rey. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm going I'm, I to, <laughs> I, I totally spaced out on the name. Ryan's yeah, right. yelling at me right now I get in it. his car. Um, if, if he, if he would have put Daisy something, together, right? it would have been on there. Yeah. Uh, listen, this movie looks fantastic. It's a huge, uh, great mystery movie. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sucked in. I'm, I'm, I'm already there. I got my tickets. Let's, let's make it happen. I think it looks fantastic. Kenneth Branagh. Man's a national treasure. He's, uh, he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Look, daddy's home too. Also in the 10th, cautiously, cautiously optimistic because of the additions of Mel Gibson and John Lithgow. Um, I think, I think there's a real chance that this thing is hilarious. Plus you're going to get more John Cena too, because John Cena was in daddy's home. One, did you see the first daddy's home? Yeah. Okay. So John Cena is going to be in this a little more too. Okay, cool. Look, so the, the good stuff is you can't really beat Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg together, but then you're going to add Mel Gibson, John Lithgow, and more John Cena. I, I you know, give me. Uh, this is Seems one of those great. movies where I'm just like, uh, it's a sequel. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I agree with you. Cautiously it's, optimistic. It's, it's worth your movie pass. Uh, absolutely. Uh, definitely a matinee movie if, if you don't have. Yeah, you, you, you go matinee this, you steal a soda, and you feel good about <laughs> no, it. No, I, I told you. So I said nobody. That, I said, nobody I said in a nerd bite. I am. I am now shamed into buying <laughs> my my concessions, and and I've also, I've also I've also just given up soda for the month of November. I'm just gonna cut it off because like we give up soda forever. It's poison. it's poison. So I'm going to to go with cups of water, which is I'm, they give that to you for free. All right, well, I ask, bonus. and they give that to me for free. What couldn't? Okay. I don't want to so, sneak a bottle of water in. This is the whole morality of the damn thing. I want to follow the rules. Yeah, the and the bottles of water they sell are like nine. They're nine dollars and they're like, you know, a two liter. For like a liter. Yeah, for like it, a it liter. All right. So anyway. <laughs> Drink a liter and the water. other movie coming out on the tenth is, is is three billboards and then it's got a, a huge long rest There's of the Three title. billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh and it's got look, but it's got uh Francis McDormand, who uh, if you you know, if you remember Fargo at all. Yeah. She was amazing. This is Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell. I'm all I'm all Karen there. Condon, right? I mean, Abby Cornish. It's got a really good cast, and it's a dark comedy. But so when I say dark comedy, and then and I throw in there Sam Rockwell, Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson, you should be buying a ticket. And but this it's is also this, this the same director who did In Bruges and Seven Psych, uh, Psychopaths. So I mean, like In Bruges was fantastic. I, I've I've heard way. good, but it's a, it's a if you don't like those two movies, you're going to not like this movie, in my opinion. This director is very polarizing, and he's got a particular style and a way of telling the story. Uh, and, and then the subject matter seems to be a, a, a little different too. So. I don't know. I don't think this is a movie for everybody. Uh, I don't think I'm going to see this movie. I don't think I could convince my wife to go see this movie at all. This is just a movie for intelligent people. <laughs> that's not fair. No, I'm serious. That's that's I mean, I don't I think if you if you 
if you don't understand nuance and you you don't pick up on quirky little lines, you're probably not going to find this humor. Oh, you just may not even like the the method of storytelling. I, I don't know if I would generalize also, it saying it's also Cohen brother esque. Like there's it, a it bit is. of that. So, you know, I get it. But, you know, if it's, you know, if you consider yourself intelligent, you should probably go check it out. And then. (laughs) But what you're saying is if you don't see this movie, you're not intelligent. And then if you don't like it, you're probably a dumbass. (laughs) Go see Daddy's Home again. At least this will be like, you'll know. Walking out of the theater, you'll know one way or the other. So, wait, if I I see this movie and I'm like, oh, I didn't like it. Oh, I'm dumb. That's right. And okay. but then now at I know. least but you can, now, I now know. you know right. and you can go the rest of your life knowing where you fit in. All right. Then uh on the 17th, uh you may not go to the movie theaters because Punisher is coming out on Netflix, but also coming out that day is Justice League. And, and there's a little bit of uh, Justice League news that kind of came out this week. We're going to talk about it in Cape Talk, but uh, listen, this movie to me is seriously make or break for the the DCEU. And and I, I've been burned by Suicide Squad. I've been burned. I've been burned by Man of Steel. Uh, I I am burned by Batman vs Superman. Wonder Woman has been the only thing that's been, been keeping me alive. But I am I am hopeful for this movie. Not consciously optimistic. Nothing like that. I'm, I am hopeful that this movie is a new direction and will change things. We've talked about this at nausea. I can't even speak. We've talked about this movie so much. I'm going to see it. We're all going to see it. We're all going to have to react to it. And it, it's either going to make or break the DCEU, in my humble opinion. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with make or break because they're just going to keep churning out movies. Um, That's fine. I think we've we've established that people are going to pay for and go see comic book movies regardless. Um, we have – what was the count? It was like 20 of them, 21 of them in, in essentially like a 20-month like a, a span. Yeah, yeah. Something it's, like it's, that. Something ridiculous. Um, so I mean, they're not going to stop making the movies, um, whether or not it's great, maybe shows them that they need to go a different direction or maybe they scrap everything and start over. And I don't care. Give me all the comic book movies. The other one on the 17th is, is wonder. Um, and, and this is, uh, it seems like the elephant man for, for 2017, but you know, kind of like uh, a little kid m- mask. Eric, think Eric Stoltz. Oh, mask. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Owen Wilson, right? And then, um, yeah, Julia, Roberts. Julia Roberts. I'm out. I, that's, that's, <laughs> that's my deal. That's, that's my cue this, to leave. This to me, see, this is the thing. <laughs> Owen Wilson, ever since Marley and me is like, oh, wow, maybe I can get a movie where everybody cries. <laughs> just like, that's his goal is to just be in really sad movies. Now it's like, yeah, no, I'll put old school behind me. Wow. Maybe everyone will cry. That That's all. I, I think that he's going to go for. I I won't see. I don't think I can see this movie. He wasn't in old school. I thought he was. It was Luke Wilson. Oh, right, the better Wilson. That's you were right. thinking Wedding Crashers. That's Wedding Crashers, right? No, you lock it up. You lock it up. That, look, I, I'd much rather see Luke Wilson. I'm sorry, Owen, Owen Wilson in in the Wedding Crashers type type role. Um, he is not great. And then you have Julia Roberts, who is also as well not great. Just ruining life for yeah, it's not going to be good. Yeah, I'm I'm out. But it's definitely going to make like a lot of a lot of mall walkers go see this movie, man. This is the people. Oh yeah, mall walkers galore for sure. Well, who's the what's the studio? Oh Jesus, I don't know. Well, I think that's I think that's important because I think I think it's about oh, it's got Mandy Patinkin. Oh, Mandy Patinkin. 
And it's um, got David Diggs, uh, who who you know from Hamilton. So I, uh, this is gonna this is gonna have some draw. Where do I see the studio in the? Uh... It's oh no, it's Lionsgate. <laughs> oh nope. Who uh, who you know from horror movies and really nothing else? <laughs> Going um, to well, pass. Not a hard yeah, task, although, but pass. Yeah the the cast is the cast is good. I no, most notably. For me, are Mandy Patinkin and David Diggs, who are buried way down the marquee. But okay, the movie though that I really want to talk about though the, that's coming out in November, besides Thor and Justice League, so besides the comic book movies, is Darkest Hour on the twenty third. The it's a movie surrounding Winston Churchill and the unrecognizable Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, give me give me all the Gary Oldman. The, and this is to me, this has Oscars written just all over it. And the critics are panning this movie. Yep, I mean, uh, like, <laughs> it's not it's not being reviewed well, which tells me it's probably going to be amazing. Yep, because critics are morons. Absolutely, and I mean, uh, uh, Lily James is is in the cast as well with Gary Oldman. I, I mean, it's it, this looks great. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, but okay, Ben Mendelsohn, right? Who, who you've seen in a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, oddly enough, Kristen Scott Thomas um makes an appearance like she wasn't she uh was she like what was newsroom or one of those i think she was a newsroom okay I, I might be wrong about that but like i, I don't know, know. I, I like her as well she's she's solid it's got a it's again it seems like they're doing the story right i i think when you put gary oldman in a role it's gonna be well executed right. and winston churchill yeah come on it, it looks good I mean, if if you watch The Crown, I'm sure there's going to be a draw from that audience to to go watch this. And if you haven't watched The Crown, go watch The Crown on Netflix. It's fantastic. And then wrapping up the month of November on the 23rd also is Coco. It's a the Disney. Is it is it Disney Pixar? Or just is Pixar, isn't it? I've never heard of this. What is this? Um, oh, is this like the the Dia de la Muerte? Day, uh, yeah, yeah, Day of the Dead. I don't know. No thanks. It's Disney Pixar. Okay. And then wrapping up the end of the month on the 23rd is Coco, which is the, the newest Disney Pixar movie. It's the Dia de la Muerte, Day of the Dead movie. Uh, it's It's gotten a lot of um, – there was some crappy movie that came out like a year and a half ago that had very similar subject matter. And the studio's like, Disney's ripping us off. Book book of book of life. Book, book of, of life. life. And and then to which everyone would reply is, you know how long it takes to make a Disney Pixar movie? Like, I'm sure they had this ready before you guys did. Just calm your shit. Well, and and in, in Pixar fashion, they've got uh, you know, great voices in here. Mm-hmm. Voices you will recognize immediately. They've they're continuing with the John Ratzenberger. He'll be in there somewhere. Yep. Um, it's just listed as voice on IMDb, by the way, just voice. My, my kids will want to see it. It's, it's being, it's being reviewed very well, but all Pixar movies. Also. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it comes out, uh, like Thanksgiving. So I'm probably not going to see this in the theater. Yeah. I, this is something that I probably will take my daughter to, but I, I mean, I'm not going to rush to the theater. If we don't see it, oh, well, we don't see it. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cry for spilt milk. So. <laughs> that's it that's just not I mean seriously the last couple of Disney and Pixar movies I haven't been very excited about The Good Dinosaur wasn't very good I wasn't a big fan of Finding Dory so you know if I miss it I miss it I don't think I, I didn't see I didn't see either of those yeah see, and and you know what look the world is still spinning life is still going on 
Like you, yes, you, well, that, you have a miss. That often happens. No, I pass on a lot of things. I also just I wanted to take the time too, since we're we're done talking about the the movies coming out in November. I just kind of want to do a little bit of a retrospective of October because just like Brian, like Josh said, I, I I got to use my movie pass for a full month and I got to see a ton of movies. Uh, and and I just kind of wanted to tell you some yay or nays, just hot takes real quick. So I saw a, a couple of movies. I uh, started with The Mountain Between Us. Uh, this this movie starts off really well. This is the one with Idris Elba and uh, Kate, Kate Winslet. Winslet. Yeah, uh, starts off really well, and then just kind of peters off at the end. Just just it really has something to say, and then just <laughs> just misses the ending. So I, I wasn't a big fan, uh, but I, I know a lot of people will appeal to it. So you may want to check it out, but it's not for everybody. Good date movie, maybe you could say. Uh, saw Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, I also saw the original Blade Runner for the first time right before I went to go see this movie. Uh, I said the very unpopular opinion. I did not like the original Blade Runner. I watched the um, director's cut, not the ultimate cut or any of the other six other cuts. Uh, but I loved Blade Runner 2049. I thought it was really good. Ground in the same world. Definitely worth your time if you didn't get to see it. Ryan Gosling it, did an amazing job. Harrison Ford pointed and yelled at things, which is what you want Harrison Ford to do. Uh, but it was really good. But I, I will say this. The surprise movie, the movie that I liked the most that I saw in October was Happy Death Day. And that's the movie that's a little bit like uh, like Groundhog's oh, Day. Oh, that's the Groundhog's Day with the dead girl. It was really great because they did not overdo any gore, right, or or any kind of of, of violence because she has to continuously die. They didn't they didn't lean on that too much, which is great. They added a little bit of a of a of a twist to the fact that she is repeating her her death and 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 what happens to her. Uh, and the movie does a really good fake out at the end and then wraps it up in, in a very neat little bow. Uh, definitely worth your time. If you do not like horror films, if you do not like slasher films, if that is not your genre, that's okay. This movie has a ton of humor. It's It really is a perfect blend between Groundhog's Day and a little bit of horror and suspense with mystery. It, it's a fantastic movie. Go check out Happy Death Day. The movie that let me down the most was The Foreigner. Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan, um, it, it starts off with like 20 minutes of Jackie Chan being like Liam Neeson and Taken. It's everything you want. You're like, yeah. And then you get a movie about the IRA. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, ooh, I did not sign up for a movie about the IRA. <laughs> I wanted to see Jackie Chan go exact some revenge. I wanted him to go Liam Neeson on, on people. I don't want to see Pierce Bronson be like, oh, the Irish are really bad. Like, it's not what I wanted. So I, I, I was very disappointed by it. My wife saw the Snowman movie, and if anyone else saw the Snowman movie, I hope you all got your money back. It was terrible, so bad that I said, no, nah, you go without me. It's fine. I'll stay home with the kids. You go see that movie. I'm not going to see it. Um, so those were the movies that I saw. Again, the, the biggest takeaway is definitely go check out Blade Runner 2049. It was really good. If you haven't seen Blade Runner, you'll be okay. You've, you've, uh, you've seen Mallrats, right? Yes. So... Kevin Smith, and we, we talked about Kevin Smith a bit earlier, but there was this, uh, <clears throat> he's, Mallrats is, is very near and dear to my heart. And there's a scene in Mallrats where, where Brody, the main character, is incensed by this child being on the escalator. That kid is back on the escalator, right? Right. That was Laura every time you posted a movie. CJ is at the movies again. He's got two <laughs> children. How does he have the time to go to all these movies? And it was like the equivalent of, I hope his pants get caught in a bloodbath ensues because she was, she was visibly frustrated 
<laughs> by the number of movies you got to go to. She's like, I don't get to go to movies. I don't get to go see movies. I have two kids. He has two kids. Same number of kids. No movies. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he's he's optimizing his life and entertainment. My wife and I, we we love the movies. I mean, it's it's what it that is our date night. That is our that is our thing that we bond over. It's 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 our love that oh, way. You get you you get date nights too. Like, yeah, yeah. And then and then my mother in law, she watches my my kids. So listen, and Movie Pass though, Movie Pass has made all the difference. Like if I didn't have Movie Pass, I wouldn't have seen all those movies. It's now time to go ahead and take a look at the world of movies, though. What's happening? What is the news? It is time for that kind of nerd to go screen to screen. And we are starting off with uh, huge news. We, we, I mean, just Disney decided to open up a vault and say, hey, here's some stuff. They have announced the entire cast of the live-action Lion King movie. And I'm pretty damn impressed. Yeah, so we already knew that James Earl Jones was going to re- reprise his role as, uh, as Mufasa. Donald Glover as Simba, but we found out that Beyonce is going to be Nala. That's awesome. Chiwetel Ejiofor. <laughs> you say that again. Just Chiwetel Ejiofor is who you mean. He's going to be playing Scar. I and I can't guarantee I said that correctly. No, we either, definitely but butchered like, the name. <clears throat> um, but like I'm looking at this, and we've got Alfre Woodard as Sarabi, John Oliver as Zazu, Zazu, Keegan Michael, Keegan Michael Key, Eric Andre. Uh, we already knew about Seth Rogen. This is a great cast. Billy Eichner is Timon and Seth Rogen is Pumba. That's going to be very, very interesting. And then we got John Favreau directing this. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Everything about this is amazing. It's really great. So I am super pumped for this movie. It's coming out in the Beyonce summer. as Nala is very impressive because, I, you know, it's funny. is I'm like I'm driving. I don't even remember where I was driving to. What happened to Beyonce? Where'd she go? <laughs> Here's where she went. That's good. I don't know if you know this. She's been, you know, in the news a lot and you know doing things. She hasn't disappeared. She had this whole thing lemonade. It's very big. No, I'm nope, <laughs> not familiar. But uh, you know, she hasn't released like a record. She released lemonade, and it was huge. I mean, it was when this year. It was, like, it was gigantic. Took over the whole world for a bit. I don't. She accused nope. Jay Z of cheating on her. Whole nine yards. Is it not on? Is it not on? It's on title because. Oh yeah. See, that's why I, I don't know anything okay. about it. Anyway. I think it may be on Apple Music by now. But anyway, this movie looks amazing. This cast looks fantastic. John Favreau directing. Disney, shut up and take my money. Summer of 2019. Like, I'm there. Like, I'm already there. 2019? 2019. It's forever away. Gotta wait, because you gotta make it. Now, Josh, I added this next story just for you. Seriously. I looked at this like, this is Josh Burns' story. So apparently, in a very mature move, Tyrese says that he will not participate in Fast and Furious 9 if The Rock participates. Mm. No, I'm not going to be there if he's there. (laughs) Who's going to win in that fight? It's going to be real tough killing off Roman. (laughs) Like, who's going to win that fight? Your only only real connection to the team died. Right? Paul Walker's gone. And, like, I get you're friends with Tej, but nobody likes you. So... You are lucky to be there, and uh, you can't take on The Rock. Like he's he is one of the, if not the biggest names yeah, right now, absolutely. in Hollywood. Yep, and he's he is one former, of the most bankable movie stars right now. Right, former college football standout, former professional wrestler, like biggest name in the game guy. He's bigger than life, and you want to take him on, Tyrese? Yeah. Nope. Good job. This this apparently all feud 
this this comes from a few that where uh, the rock and Jason Statham were kind of offered in the, in the back room, this deal to do a spinoff movie between those two characters from the fast and furious. And that's delaying the, the production of the ninth movie. And Tyrese is like, Hey, I just would appreciate the heads up. I got bills to pay and I've got court fees and stuff. And you know, this is stopping me from earning, earning money. To- Stop being such a knucklehead. <laughs> and you don't have that problem. I mean, you listen, if the student go to a studio and be like, Hey, it's me or the rock. No contest, dude. It's got to go to the rock. <laughs> oh, it was nice knowing you, bud. And I guess you should enjoy retirement. <laughs> so uh, you I think your bills are bad now. Wait until nobody wants. <laughs> nobody to hire wants you. to hire you. My my favorite uh, thing for this is my my final thought on this was a uh, don't be stupid, stupid. Like get out of here. Like what are you doing? Right. It's dumb. Not, not happening. The other thing I, I put in here too. This was something that we actually kind of wanted to talk a, a little while back ago. Just everything kind of brushed over it, and that is Amazon Prime put out a trailer for Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, starring John Krasinski. John Krasinski of all people. Yeah. Now you seem to be on board with this a little more than than I am. Why is John it's, Krasinski the right choice for this? Because so we've tried other people to do this this character. What do you, uh, well, I guess the answer is, is, is a question. What do you really know about the, the new clandestine or prototypical, uh, special ops recruit? Like what do you, have you, do you know anybody who's a Navy SEAL or an army ranger? No, I can't say. Okay. I know a few. They look like John Krasinski. They look like regular dudes. Really? You know, not. Not too tall, not, not too bulky, not right. meatheads, right? Super intelligent, athletic, fit, you know, understand how to how to use their their skills and strengths to their advantage. That you wouldn't pick them out of a crowd. And that's kind of what I love about him as Jack Ryan. Um now, I mean for he's some- not he's not as pretty, obviously, as Chris Pine. Right. Um he's not as as bulky as Ben Affleck. Right. Um and he's, uh, you know, I don't really, I'm not Harrison Ford, whatever, but uh, I, I love this. I love this cast. The, the reason that Josh has listed off those names is those were the people that have portrayed this character before. So Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford twice, Ben Affleck, and Chris Pine in, in 2014, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. Um, Which was a good movie, but like Chris Pine, I don't feel like this guy blends in anywhere. And I, if you, if you saw, um, 13 hours, the secret soldiers have been gone too. And that was the, I cannot believe you have not seen that movie yet. That I think right there is probably is what's selling you on John Krasinski in this movie. Well, it's a big part of it, but it's only, it's only a big part of it because those characters were cast incredibly well. There are a bunch of dudes that you wouldn't look at and go special forces, but that's, that's who special forces wants now. They want guys that can blend. So it. here's my question. Seeing that movie, right? And seeing him in a serious role in a role that required a lot of action, right? He was bad. That's the question. Can I movie. not can I get past Jim from the office? Yes. Immediately yeah. you get past Jim from the office. Like in the first 15 minutes, you're past him. Okay, good. Because this trailer looks interesting. I, I like it because they're not going right off the oh yeah I've had military training to shoot you know every gun under the the surface of the sun. Well, no, he's an analyst. He's, exactly. Jack, Jack Ryan's an analyst. Jack Ryan is not a field agent, right? Uh, but he has to become one. And and throughout his career, if if you're familiar with Tom Clancy, throughout his career, Jack Ryan becomes a, a very skilled field agent. Um, and this is perfect. But it needs to be, uh. Like they need to take their time developing him. They can't go from 
uh, at one minute he's Chuck and the next minute he's the intersect because it doesn't like, that's not how it like I'm serious. I know you are. I just love the analogy. Um, it, 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 it's not going to it's not going to work that way. Um, but I, I really, really, really like John Krasinski in this role. Jim Halper in this role. Whatever. I don't care. It's all the same. And this is coming to Amazon soon, right? This isn't out right now. Uh, 2018. Okay. And it's, it's going to be a 10-episode series that's going to hit Amazon in 2018. So something to look forward to. I have a Prime membership, so I'm probably going to I'm probably gonna watch this. I, I think, yeah, it, I think it looks sure. interesting. Yeah, definitely. Okay. As we all know, I love to go around the internet, find the weird, find the obscure, and then ask for a tech perspective. Now, when I stumbled upon this article on, on the 30th of October, I thought it was a joke. I thought this was going to blow over really quick. I had no idea that the internet was just going to take it, grab it by the by the horns, and be like, "This is this is going to drive the thing for the week. Let's do it." And that is the cheeseburger emoji. I, I'm you, you've had to hear by this by now, but but let me give you trend. Somebody pointed out that if you look in, and I hope you go to the show notes and actually see the emoji side by side. If you look at the emoji for the cheeseburger on Apple. Right. Mm-hmm. If you look for it on Microsoft, it looks uh, like a normal cheeseburger. You look at Google's, it looks very appetizing too. Until you look at the construction of the burger. And Josh, I'm so glad that you're here because you are the person that want to help me break this down. Here's how the Google cheeseburger is is constructed: bun, lettuce, tomato, meat, cheese, bun, cheese on the bottom of the burger. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna. The only one that got it right is microsoft unfortunately see i disagree well you might except who the fuck is gonna separate okay, so here's what we've done what here's what apple has done now i have uh, a slippery tomato on top of my melty cheese sure. and i've got i've got wilty floppy lettuce underneath my hot burger that is now soaking through the bottom bun that's a problem Google putting the cheese on the bottom uh, just shows me uh, really that they their, their uh, MK Ultra status is is really kind of yeah it's very clear that they have no idea how to construct a hamburger when you put the cheese on the bottom. Now Microsoft, however, has the burger, then the cheese, right, then the tomato, but they've got so they've got this cold crisp lettuce gripping the tomato and holding it in place. So. The Microsoft construction of bun, lettuce, tomato, cheese, and burger is how I make a burger. That is how I actually make a cheeseburger. Right. So, and and here's the other thing. What both Google, I mean, Google's construction is okay, uh, and Apple's is okay for the application of condiments. Uh, Actually, Apple's is not, because you'd want your mayo where the lettuce and tomato are. And you want your ketchup and mustard in direct contact with the burger I, bottom. I will bottom ag- bottom. I will agree that the, he, yeah. the, the crux came down to this. Google is ruining the bottom of the burger. Just one hundred percent. You just got gross cheese, and you've got well, grease. You're going to end right up through. with cheese under your tongue. Yeah. in this scenario, it's the first thing is, that you I taste. mean, you're you're, you're like a dog with <laughs> like peanut butter, and <laughs> you're just trying to work the cheese out from under. There. So listen, this this got so high up that Sundar Puchai, he is the CEO of Google, said, "Quote." I will drop everything else we are doing and address this on Monday if folks on the internet can agree of the right way to do this. Now, That's good luck, though, having the internet agree on the way to do anything. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft, and the way the article lays it out is that it, it's the American archetype. And, and it, is, it is essentially 
the way you've seen a McDonald's hamburger constructed forever. So like, and by the way, now that I'm saying that, if you haven't seen the founder, it's on oh, Netflix. It's go, go watch the founder. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Samsung, <laughs> yeah, they, they like, called it a monstrosity <laughs> to put, you'd have to put the lettuce on top of the sizzling patty and then put on the cheese to melt it. Like it doesn't, it, makes no sense. it doesn't make any sense. It's right? totally true. It's um, a terrible emoji. And then LG, you know, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Yeah, HTC has two burgers, but then it's just stuffed with either lettuce or pickles or both. I'm not sure what's happening, <laughs> um, but I would much rather, uh, now that we're scrolling through this article, which is in the show notes, everybody, I would much rather drink Apple's beer than Google's urine, which is so, somehow half full, and there's still a full head uh, like he- head of foam on the top of the glass separated from the so you want to hear this? They, uh, on the on the same article in the show notes, right at the Verge, there are over two hundred thousand votes on which one is the correct vote. Would you like to hear right now what the the world thinks is the right uh, interpretation of this? Yes, they think Google with sixty three percent of the vote is the best representation of the burger emoji. Coming in on number two is Microsoft at eighteen percent. Well, because you wouldn't separate <laughs> like. Apple separated the lettuce and the tomato, and that's a problem. I get that, but 63% think Google's in the right? The cheese goes on the bottom? Well, it's certainly more right than Apple. Right, but not more right than Microsoft. No, but again, nobody's going to – everybody's like, wait – an emoji? How would you even use an emoji with Microsoft? I, that's, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. That's very true. It's like very it doesn't true. compute, right? So. Yep. Like basically, it boils down to although Microsoft did it right, it's wrong because you can't use <laughs> an emoji from Microsoft. That's right, and then then you're just left with like like everybody is Apple and Google, and this is the only thing that Apple's done uh, that I can say makes absolutely no sense. Like this doesn't make any. Why why would you separate the lettuce and the tomato? That's idiotic. Right. I I am, and also is this like a? Do they have it on like? Is like beef on weck. They have it on like a weck bun with caraway seeds. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's all wrong. Apple's emoji is wrong. It's the first time you're going to, listen, everyone who's a, a, a uh, everyone who thinks that we're just Apple fanboys, I want you to hear right now Josh Burns saying that Apple's just wrong. Okay. Well, why would you use a, why would you I, use a weck bun? Listen, I, I mean, know, on man. top of everything else. California, because like they're in California. Yeah, but like California doesn't have beef on weck. So like they don't <laughs> get it, right? It's like an upstate New York thing. And this, and this is like Again, so. Here's I have what no done. idea. People are so passionate about the goddamn cheeseburger. Emoji. It's a super dense bun. So automatically, as soon as you take a bite, you're yep. squirting part of your burger out. It's gone <laughs> because the bun is too dense. Google did it right, except the cheese on the bottom. But I can forgive it because they didn't separate the lettuce and tomato. The lettuce is is against the cold mayo on the bun. So I'm 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 behind this. I I need to know what you the listener think about this cheeseburger emoji thing. Just I just have to know. I'm just so goddamn curious. Hit us up on Twitter or on Facebook to search at that kind of nerd. I I have to hear uh what do you guys think about it? I have seen Brian Roman construct some hellacious burgers. I, so I I I need I need him to weigh in especially, but for everyone else who's just uh you know just a regular fast food burger eater. It, what's acceptable to you? That's what we want to hear. I, I want to take a, a quick moment and, and I want to talk a little bit about a, a third-party keyboard that launched on the iPhone. And and this, this is the only time you're ever going to hear me say this. I have replaced my Apple default keyboard with this new one from Grammarly. If you haven't heard of Grammarly, 
Seriously, if you are a person who writes a lot of professional emails, if you are a student who is working on papers, you need this application. It is a plugin for Google Chrome, a plugin for Safari. It, you can put it in an office. And it, I mean, listen, it can go everywhere. It will just make you a much better writer and help you with your grammar. Uh, it makes fantastic suggestions. You can add things to it. Listen, it, it's phenomenal. I have been waiting for this to come out some form on, on iOS because I end up writing a lot of emails for work on my mm. phone and I am an awful speller and I am terrible at, at, at getting grammar correct. I, I, I need to work on that. Something I've been working on for years. This app came along and has taught me so much and they've now made an official third-party keyboard. So instead of having the suggestions that come up on the little bar on the top, it's now looking at your entire sentence, including grammar and structure. So it will help you with reorganizing things. Just make a more clearly... Sorry, my dog decided to bark. Just make a more cohesive message. I, I cannot recommend this more. Please use it on every operating system that you have. Check this out. It is coming to Android soon. But Josh, I know that you are a native or nothing kind of guy. So I'm very curious to hear what you would think about a, a keyboard like this. Uh, I I think two things. Uh, first, I was I was born with this plugin in my brain. So I don't I don't. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, uh, I, I will never endorse a crutch. This is poor. It's, it's just contributing to the dilution of the English language by, uh, automating your, your communicative process instead of you learning organically the way this language works. And it is a beautiful language. I, okay. I won't, I don't dumb down my 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 speech to my to my children, right? I, I use right. adult words. And they always say, Well, well, what's this? So I say, Well, look it up. And I hand them, you know, the 10-pound dictionary, and they have to turn and they have to look it up. Whether it's an idiom or a phrase or a string of words or just one word. If I say something and one of my kids says, What does that mean? I say, look it up. They look it up, they see what it is, they see it in context. And, uh, you know, then they have to put it in a sentence of their own. It's it's teaching them grammar, language, syntax, context. That's our language. This is a bastardization so, now, hold on, though, of our because language. Because here, here's the thing. And like I said, I, I'm actively trying to to be better in this because I know I need to be. Well, then be better, well, so but don't wait, use wait, a crutch. Wait, wait. So he, this, this helps. This service helps. I know at it's the, a crutch. No, no, no. At the end of the week, you get a summary of what you've written. And you kind of get a little breakdown as to what are the common mistakes you keep making. What is the thing you keep doing over and over again that you're maybe not aware of? And I've corrected. Has your grammar improved? Yes. I, I, I feel in my correspondence, both professionally Great. and. So then my question to you is, how long is it before you can remove this crutch? I don't know. I've been using it for about, what, four or five months now. Um, I, I, I would probably say I give it to. I don't know. Probably hit the twelve month the twelve month mark on on using this kind of this software this program and then I can get, get out. I can get behind that as a as a as yeah. a learning tool as something to improve Correct. your your professional skills and communication. I can get behind it for everyday communication. No. Just do me a favor and don't be an idiot. Right, and that's why I framed from the start. If you are a student, if you're working professionally, and you're looking to upgrade. Just your language and your overall grammar. This is a great way to do it. I, as Students are different because they have to deal with either MLS or APA formatting. So, I, like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on this. This is this is geared towards. Is that. it? 
Is it MLS or APA? I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I know that they okay. take that into to account. Okay. I, I think it's definitely worth investigating, but you're right on the money that this is not something to replace just your everyday communications. You're going to, A, you're going to hate it as a keyboard, right? Because your normal suggestions are gone. <laughs> B, right, you, you, you don't have easy access to like your emojis. So if you type something in and then you press the button, it doesn't like, well, I'll emoji it for you. So like, oh, I, I, that's actually my, like my least favorite feature I, of iOS. I know, but, but those are, that's, that's general communication just between people. I don't want to speak in emojis. Although I ha I like today I've sent at least, at least like six or seven hand emojis. Um, I just think it's, it's a really interesting tool. I think you're right on though. Don't make this your de facto way of, of living your life. Learn from it. And their weekly email with a breakdown of what you've done, how your grammar's improved and what are the common things you keep slipping up on. I find that to be a very useful resource. So I just wanted to, to put it out there because I think it's a great tool. I, I really, I really do. I've actually used this on other people's emails that they've sent to me and be like, hey, actually, I think we should make a couple changes. And like, oh, that sounds that sounds much better. I'm like, thank you. I put it out there. So I, I put this out on my, my personal, I put this out on my personal Facebook feed saying this is this is really good. And Craig Phillips, a friend of the show, uh, just he kind of said the same thing. He's like, hey, use Gboard instead. And I'm like, no, I've got a different keyboard for gifts i'm covered he goes maybe you should just be better at grammar to which i i then put in <laughs> right. just the uh the just a crying gif and then uh, um, he says oh i get it you want to make really great content but your grammar sucks so you make a podcast to which my reply was stop reading me like a book Craig is uh, not only perceptive but linguistically you know pretty talented he's 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 a smart he's a smart character so uh, I just wanted to call him out on uh, peering into my actual soul and calling me out on it. And it, it, it made me sad. But at the same time, I, I recognize my faults. All right. Finally, for the bit of text perspective, Josh, we just talked about the emoji. You got your hands on an iPhone 10 like oh, sure today did. When, as we record sure. on Friday. On launch day, my, my FedEx delivered my iPhone 10 flagship edition. Beautiful space gray deliciousness. <laughs> And I will say that I am going to drop this phone for sure. There's there's no way that I don't drop this phone. It is. So I want you to picture a phone like a phone the size of the iPhone 7 or iPhone 6 or whatever. Right. But 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 heavier than a 7 plus and slicker because it's it's all glass. I don't use a case. So I'm definitely going to drop this thing. There's no question about it. It is it is like a. Like a cell phone version of Doug Martin. It's just like <laughs> it's just heavier than it should be. Should be basically right. like I'm. He's five foot three and he weighs two hundred thirty pounds and he shouldn't. It, it just it just doesn't make any sense physically. Right. But that's that's what this phone is. So, uh, here's what I will say. Um, everybody was kind of freaking out about uh, the Face ID and oh, it's it's clunky. It's a it's not clunky. It it works beautifully. It's easy to open. It's easy to multitask, close apps, all that stuff. I haven't found any uh, anything that I'm I'm not really comfortable with. I, I will say that um, swiping down from the top left to get notifications and top right to get control center that's taking me a little bit of time to get used to. I was I was still happy to see that they still had reachability on the phone. If you don't know what that is, especially on the the plus models or the ones with the bigger screens where you can't get you the, you can't yeah if you're a righty you can't go top left with your thumb right but and this you can you can, can kind of swipe up a little bit from that little line for the home uh, the the gesture to take you home and it it brings the half the screen down. 
so you can hit things on the top left and right. So it was a pretty – I was glad to see that feature was still there. And then I, I had sent you a, a video, and I'll include it in the show notes, of, of the way that they project the dots so dope. on your face. Like, dude, I, and, and look. Incredible. It is. And every single picture I've ever posted on Facebook of my son, it auto-tags him as me. <laughs> okay. <gasps> He cannot, and he cannot open, he cannot use Face ID to open this. Right. Regardless of how much he resembles me, it's it's intelligent. It makes sense. Other apps identify him as me. This phone does not, which is really cool. And emoji is fantastic. <laughs> like, so my my buddy, uh, he, he he flies to Denver uh, for, for a long weekend, and he gets there. And his rental car is uh, like a 2017 BMW 740. I take like the Animoji Fox and I go, man, that's a dope ass ride. And it's this little fucking Fox with my voice. And it's hilarious. Uh, man, it's just, Christian's using it. He finds it. He finds it hysterical. It's a really cool little feature. And I know it's like, I know it's dumb, right? But it's so much like, I feel like if I text something, Oh, yeah, that's cool, but I don't ever feel like you really understand my my sentiment. This does it. Yeah. The other thing though that they about Face ID, which I saw several videos confirming, and and Apple did address this in their keynote, was that twins, uh, identical twins, can access each other's phones. Well, of course, because their faces their faces are, are pretty are there's pretty much the no, damn same. There's no way around that, right? But I, I I will say this for the for the way that the IR craziness on the the face id what's it called the what's the technology called the bar what's that thing the almost like the connect no it's but what's it called oh, the it, depth an actual percept uh i don't know what it's called i don't know what it is how to fuck it uh, but what 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 i find amazing i was outside dark yep it was dark there's no light anywhere yeah phone unlocks right away yep. and and it is crazy fast i have not yet uh played with the camera i'll do that this weekend yeah the new bionic um, processor because i have it in the the in the eight plus uh is crazy fast so but here's what i what else i will say um in in previous phones i've always done a restore from icloud backup right because i i have like 200 apps on my phone so i need to bring them all over because i'm crazy right um however um the thing that I noticed is that even without restoring from backup, the all of the enhancements they've that Apple has built into iCloud and Keychain, iMessage, all of my iMessage, right, all of my other stuff came over without restoring from backup. Right. So like I don't need to, I don't need to do any of that. Um, my all my passwords, all of my my fit my sites, all the settings, all the iCloud stuff, my files, all that shit moved automatically all of my my chat history my pictures yeah. automatic they, they had that, a, a similar which is different right that's that's uh that's relatively new in the past 12 months and right? i thought the other thing too when i when i was setting up my my eight uh was they had the the option where you can bring another phone like close set to up like your watch like your exactly watch. you kind of scan this so brilliant whoop, yes listen so listen you, you've had the phone for not even a full 24 hours yet so I, i've had the phone for not even eight <laughs> right so uh i just wanted to say hey congratulations on, on, on getting that phone right away on, on launch day that's just a little dedication and i just wanted to, to hear some of your first impressions so i definitely want to hear more yeah. uh next week I, i'm very happy with the fact that i went over to the eight plus 
uh, and and happy with not getting the ten. But uh, you're gonna regret. No, it. I don't think I am. You're gonna regret it. You're gonna regret no, it. I really don't think. Trust I am. me, you're gonna regret no, it. Yeah. And and dedication. My alarm. My alarms were set at two forty five, two fifty, two fifty two, two fifty four, two fifty six, and like. And See so that I, right like, there. That's that kind of nerd, right? There. I deliberately fell asleep in my desk chair, right, right, and then, and then like sprung into action at at two fifty six and ordered my phone so I could have it on launch day. And I, yeah, it's 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 the flagship. It's the biggest baddest phone that Apple makes, and I Ooh. I'm absolutely in love with it. All right, so that's that is the end of the iPhone talk. If you skip past it, I don't know why, but whatever. Well, we'll come aboard. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, it is time to look at the world of comics, see what's affecting TV, see what's affecting movies, but most of all, how it's affecting you, the listener. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. And you know what? I'm putting Brian in. <laughs> Cape Talk. You may not be here right now. You may be sending me pictures of Hollywood Babylon on my phone right now, Brian, but you're here on the podcast right now. So Henry Cavill, who plays Superman right now uh, in the DCEU, Gave an interview, and of course, the conversation between Marvel and DC popped up, and he gave a really odd quote, and I'm really curious to hear what, what you think of this. He said, even if Marvel didn't exist, we'd struggle. There was a, a style Warner Brothers and DC Comics was going for, an attempt to be different and look at things from a slightly different perspective, which hasn't necessarily worked. Yes, it's made money, but it hasn't been critical. It hasn't been a critical success, and hasn't given everyone the sensation which superheroes should give the viewer. And I thought that was an interesting quote, mainly because um, that's how I feel. Uh, it's nice to know that Henry Cavill feels that way, but I think that's also a shift that if if he is not you know thrown into a pack of wolves for saying this, this may be the way that Warner Brothers in DC is feeling uh, about this comment, but. I'm very curious to hear what you think that the Man of Steel himself is is giving out this kind of quote about the current movies he's in. Um, well, it stands to reason that Henry Cavill is the most popular actor at this point in the DCEU because he's had the best reviews, basically. Sure. No. I mean, he was in Batman v Superman, and he got Man of Man of Steel was very fa- reviewed. Man, Man very of Steel favorably. was very well, but Batman v Superman, everyone pointed to Henry Cavill as the the he looked like he had a poop the whole time. Like he was, <laughs> he looked so, constipated. Everyone, everyone remarked uh, on how. I don't, how well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that assessment, but I, I think that at this point, he's been featured in more films than than anybody. Correct. Else, right? Yes. Yes. It, okay. So we're that. So as the as the resident veteran right maybe he gets to editorialize a little bit um i don't think he'd be saying anything if it wasn't something that was already on the surface and and frankly how do we know this isn't pr like how do we know this isn't um you know jed bartlett trying to overcome his opponent setting the bar so low (laughs) that he you know he can't possibly win a debate well, because right, <laughs> or like, how do we know this isn't Leo leaking leaking the video of him struggling in debate prep to set the bar low? And by the way, like, by the way, if you're not getting any of those references, shame on you. Go watch the West Wing. Yeah, the watch um, the West Wing in its entirety. But that's the only the only thing I can I can really the only the only simile I can I can put in there is this is like like trying to lower the bar, trying to lower <sighs> expectations, and I'm okay with it because frankly. 
it they're not Marvel. They're right. just not not scope, not scale. They and, don't have the star power. And I don't they're want them not, to be. I want them to be their own thing. I, I yeah, really yeah, do. For for sure, right? And and although although Affleck is arguably a bigger star than anybody Marvel has. Right. Um, Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot and 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 Ezra Miller and everybody else they pale in comparison to everybody else Marvel right. has. So it, it's just they're just not the same caliber. But I, I I will I will continue to say that I I love all of these movies. I really do, uh, including Batman vs Superman Ultimate Edition. And I, I am right. I am putting Ultimate Edition on the end. It's there. important. But I have watched all of these movies uh, multiple, multiple times and, and enjoyed them immensely with the exception of Wonder Woman um, that I can do without. So, I mean, here's the thing I'll say for it. Uh, everyone in the nerd zeitgeist knows that the, the zeitgeist, that's a word. If it, no, I know it sure is. Thanks, Grammarly. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Anyway, anyone in the nerdy world knows that there is going to be a tonal shift happening within the DCEU, right? It's just like we talked about Shazam uh, last week when Zachary Levi is going to be taking over the role of Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. Um, that Zack Snyder is is uh, has left the the the, the projects. Uh, we we've now got Joss Whedon coming in. Wonder Woman was a different tone, and and the the nerd world knows that, but mainstream people don't, and, and mall walkers don't know that. Um, that sounds so derogatory when I say it. it sounds great when you say mall walkers. I, well, I they don't that. care, but the mall walkers don't care. But, th- but, right? but this may signal to them that this is a different movie. That hey, we're going to make super. That people are going to get the reaction from superheroes that they deserve. That was my biggest complaint with with Man versus uh, a Man of Steel was the moment where spoilers he kills Zod, and I'm sitting next to a little kid who is crying because he knows that Superman's a murderer. Someone yelled murderer out in the middle of the theater. Kid is crying. That's not why the kid's crying. That was that was a scary that was a scary moment. Someone yelled the word murderer and the kid cried because he goes, Well, Superman's a murderer. then you had one person in your theater taking this way too seriously. Uh, I I agree on on that part. I didn't anyway. I think you may be right that it is a spin on on PR. Uh, I just thought it was interesting that you're going to have Henry Cavill kind of do that right now. And, and why not have Ben Affleck say, Hey, tonal shift well, because why, because why wouldn't you want Superman being one? That's true. I oh, mean, yeah, no, 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 just, no, 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 you're right there. No, that's right. And I think, I think I just like, I think we just need to be cognizant of the fact that it's, it's not like there's no comparison. They're never going to stack up. Right. I think it's, it's true that you said, even if Marvel didn't exist, we'd struggle um, it, it's kind of telling too, because again, I don't want DC to just be Marvel. That'd be boring. No, but that's the line, right? That's the setting the bar low line. That is the, <laughs> so this is the, <laughs> this right, is the thing. Yeah, this is the Muhammad Ali against the ropes and just going to, that's the rope of dope right there is even if, even if my opponent <laughs> wasn't my opponent, I'd still stumble all over myself type of thing like it's just where i'm kind of a dumb is what he's is what he's Boy, saying. Uh, i don't know right <laughs> right right thank you thank you governor richie you can go back to your state 
Um, okay, all right. At that point, then I, I will. I will concede. Crime boy, I don't know. That's where I decided. <laughs> to that. Very good, CJ. That was very good. I appreciate. It. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be here all day. Um, okay, no, that I, I can get behind that uh, a little more. I thought it was nice to see though that uh, you can say this and they can kind of admit even to themselves, hey. Uh, miss the mark. We're gonna we're gonna work on it, and hopefully, Justice League is the movie that brings about that change. So, all right, cool, well, happy news then. Sounds like this was a good thing to hear. <laughs> Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of Cape Talk, and now I'm using your thing right there. Oh, good. Thanks, Josh. Uh, so, I mean, as we talked about the last couple of weeks, our schedules have been a little uh, chaotic, but as part of our our website. We define a nerd as someone who has an intense passion about a subject and wants to share that with the world. So it's not just about technology. It's not just about comic books. It's about everything. And for Josh, he is that kind of nerd when it comes to sports. Uh, And uh, recently, uh, baseball was his latest obsession. So uh, you weren't here, Josh. So I definitely wanted you to to kind of tell little people about why you're a nerd for for baseball and what's been going on in in that world. So the thing that wrapped up this week for me and and sort of consumed – most of the last, you know, month of my life is postseason baseball. And the World Series finished in spectacular fashion with yet another team uh, sort of ending their drought of, of 56 years without a championship. The Houston Astros, who beat my Yankees in the American League Championship Series, went on to win a, a spectacular seven-game series. This was... Uh, if if this is if it's possible, this was even better than last year's postseason baseball, and especially um, important and, and monumental for me because it's the first the first year that Christian really got involved in in baseball. And he and I watched probably a hundred games together throughout the year um, on on MLB app or MLB TV. Um, which, by the way, folks. If you're not familiar with the way, you know, baseball works, 162 games from every team. So you're basically there's games every single day during the baseball season. You pay $110 for the entire season including postseason of Major League Baseball to watch every game. Uh put it in context, to to do the same thing with football, it's $360 for 17 weeks, 17 games from 32 teams. Everybody needs to be watching baseball. It it's not only America's pastime, but it's so so good. It's so dramatic. It's filled with action. There, I mean, they set records for home runs and strikeouts both in the same series, which is incredible. This was an amazing season of baseball, an amazing postseason that that we saw all kinds of stuff young players setting setting all-time records for single season home runs Aaron Judge from the Yankees and then we had the, the most interesting thing to me was in 2014 a sports illustrated writer had an article that said your 2017 World Series winners are the Houston Astros and he put a picture of their young outfielder George Springer on the cover CJ and here's why this is important This guy wrote an article about how the Astros were building a team based on sabermetrics, right? Money. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So they built, and in 2014, he said that the, the sports illustrated cover was your 2017 world series champions, Houston Astros. So three years ahead of, he predicted it three years ahead. And the guy he put on the cover was the world series MVP. (laughs) 
Nah, how Yo. crazy is that? Right. right? That look, folks, baseball, Major League Baseball is back in a big way. You need to get behind it. You need to go to some games. They're they're inexpensive, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're trying to go to Yankee Stadium. You can get seats any day of the week for for 20 bucks. Maybe even less than I went to bucks. a Phillies game this year and I, I actually had a great time just even just watching the game. I I, I thought it yeah. was great. You're going to have a great time at the ballpark. You'll have a great time with your family and your friends watching the game. Get your kids involved. If you have them, get them involved. This has been an incredibly rewarding experience, bonding experience for for me and my son. And he's so charged up. And he's like, ah, Daddy, I can't can't believe baseball's over. And my response was, well, pitchers and catchers report in 13 weeks. So we're... (laughs) We're okay. And then I text my boss. I'm like, uh, I'm not sure you're aware, but I'm I'm going to have a lot of business in the Clearwater, Florida area <laughs> right around March. That's what's happening. So listen, uh, the World Series was amazing. The entire postseason, the wrap-up to the regular season was was charged. Uh, the Cleveland Indians set uh, you know a, a record for, for, for consecutive wins and then lost an amazing series to my Yankees who were not predicted to even make the playoffs. So to, so to take the the new World Series champs to seven games. Uh, I, I'm very proud, and and it was a great season. I I thank you, non sports fans, for putting up with with my uh, my blurb of a couple minutes. It's it's very near and dear to my heart. So obviously, this show isn't just a one way conversation. We want to hear from you. So go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to our website thatkindofnerd.com. Tell us what you think about these topics. If you're a little shy, you can text us at 484-373-4119. Or if you want your voice on the show, call that number and leave us a voicemail. We will play it right here on the air. So share your thoughts. We definitely want to hear from you, especially about this cheeseburger thing. Again, I'm really interested to hear about your (laughs) ideas about cheeseburgers. I never thought I would say this out loud. Uh, Thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. I swear the three of us will be together very soon. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show. I'm sure you'll see there's many points where we can agree. Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, because you were that kind of nerd. Henry Cavill gave an interview. He played. I'm going to start over and actually get my fucking thoughts together and you know, be coherent. Yeah. Good man. So Henry Cavill, who maybe, plays- maybe put it in Grammarly <laughs> and have it do it for you. Ah, <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> Cats love box. Stupid cat. Just like just like kids love log. Because it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's better than bad. It's, it's good. good. Brian's yelling at me right now in his car. You're, you're like a dog with like peanut butter. Like you're just trying to work the cheese out from under there.